0: To the real man, I appreciate them dudes for talking about the raw. Wait, they were talking about the relatable. That's exactly what I've been going through. The Relentlessly Real Podcast. Good morning, good morning, good morning. We are here, uh, as we often are. Uh, welcome to the Relentlessly Real Podcast where we discuss real, raw, and relatable topics. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the podcast today. Let's kick this off with some introductions. My name is John, and I'm tired. <laughs> just tired. Tired. Just, just tired. That's his just name, folks. Plain tired, just tired.
1: tired.
0: Man, let me tell you something about this week and how it's wore me all the way out. Um, I am just sitting here. We were just actually sitting here prior to the podcast, like man. Um, you know, it's a little rough right now through these trenches of life, um, in terms of how busy we are and how many things are going on. So what's going on with you Tia? You all right?
1: Yeah, I'm tired, man. I'm like I'm yeah. just work has I'm like we got spring break starting Friday and I'm I, I like, could be happier. I, I I could not be happier, but this week, like you said, like, like work, work, yeah. work, I had a job fair, had something else going on at school, you know, it's just it's just been busy.
0: It brings me to my question for today a little bit, because um, it kind of—I'm not even going to put it on the screen today. I'm going to just ask the question flat out, um, and it actually, I'm going to change it a little bit because I think a different question should be asked. And the question is: In your 30s, how has life changed from what you thought life would be in your 30s or 40s to what you thought it was going to be, maybe in your your 20s? Who. Cause life has changed. Let me we, let's be um let's be one hundred percent clear about so, that. Like
1: life life has gotten a little harder. You it's know? yeah it's weird because in my twenties, I I, I wasn't one of ones. I've I partied more in my thirties than I did in my twenties, and that's yeah. the weird thing. I didn't think that, but I never thought I was going to be a partyer anyway, mm-hmm. across the board. But
2: yeah,
1: I definitely have party more.
0: You party more in your thirties or forties?
1: In my thirties than I have than I did in my twenties. Yeah. So in my thirties it was like I did a lot more. I did way more traveling than I thought I would be because I, I like I was into it, but I didn't think I would be into it like that.
0: Yeah. So you got more into it um, as things got along, came along. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, exactly.
0: I definitely feel that. I think one thing that I noticed is that man, um, health is is it's like what I should have did more in my younger ages, but <laughs> when it concerns health. Um, and just having a regimen of exercise and like discipline and eating the right things or whatever. Man, when I got a little older, I was like, bro, this is crazy. And I'm not even that old. We're 30. I'm I'm 36. Uh well, am I 36? Yeah, I'm 36. You know You know, it's bad when you start thinking about how old am I? You know how old you are. I think I'm 36. And I know you're 40. And so I'm just sitting there. Yeah, I am 36 because my my, my sister just turned 40. And I'm sitting there, like, man, life has changed for me, man. As as, as I got into my 30s in my late 30s specifically you start to just deal with your health you start to deal with the fact that it's a constant regimen of running at the top of your uh, ability i guess if you could say so like you're just always like on the run and I've, i'm like man what you know what about life has changed for you a little bit like when you start to reflect back is, do you think you're doing are you on par for who you thought you were going to be at 40 or are you like man I don't i'm
1: think behind I that far ahead like so i don't think i looked that far ahead like so like at least i didn't which is yeah. a, like the whole problem itself, so, but I think I just, you know, I think I'm, I, I, think I'm further along than what I thought I was gonna be. Um, but the issue is, in my 30s, I actually was started looking more hit to my 40s than I did in my 20s. In my mm-hmm. 20s, I was just like, you know, I'm just gonna take everything as they come, as they come, as they come, as they come. All right, Brand, All right, be done. All right, just turn 30. All yeah. right. All right.
0: He's making us feel old out there. Yes. Especially
1: yeah. me. I got you by a decade. Dang. Yeah.
0: When you were 10, he was not even here. He was yeah. not even
1: a thought. <laughs> you know,
0: uh, makes you feel, makes you start to think, man. Think about life. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, I just said, like, it was, you know, way, 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 way different than what I thought it would be. Yeah. You know? So um, I got you.
0: And, here, and here's the thing. So, here's the question I was thinking about. What is one thing you have yet to do in life? That by doing it would make your life complete. What is one thing you have yet to do in life that by doing that very one thing would make your life complete? Hmm. I know. I got you thinking deep this morning. Pause. Uh,
1: I would actually like to have a lot of investments.
0: hmm.
1: And I'm not talking about these little itty-titty-bitty stocks. Like, you I would like to have, I'm I did, itty am itty stocks. Um, I wouldn't say complete, but if I think I had some nice investments,
2: mm-hmm. you
1: know, because that's the stuff I, I thought about more in my 30s, like, okay, cool. Because here's the catcher, because I looked up, like, technically, technically speaking, I could retire from my job in 10 years. Like and catch an early retirement. Jesus Christ, you're that old. I yeah. have no idea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so technically speaking, I'm not doing that. So I'm not like like that's not even. But so uh, well, Why? I'm just... Why would you? Sorry, sad, it's no. an Why early would retirement. You not do that? It's early. I'm like like I, I would lose a portion of what I put in, and I don't want to do that. Oh, I, okay. want, I want all my okay. money. So okay, okay. I, I I am taking, but so which pretty much says in 15 years I'm out. So like literally, I have 15. Actually, I have four. I have 14 more years and, I could wow. my and job. you can
0: retire. I can retire. I didn't and, even know I had friends that were that old that I, that they could start yeah, thinking At least from work. The next
1: because years. I cuz cuz I I literally I got into my career when I was 24.
0: Okay. So got it makes
1: sense. so 30 years that's mm-hmm. 54.
0: Yeah. So got it. no I, I I got the math. I was just like, wow, my friends are old. Older of, a little, a little. older.
1: Yeah, John, when yeah. you start thinking about that like cuz sometimes yeah. when you wake up you like sometimes when I when I wake up I'm like, oh crap, I own a house. Like, oh crap, like makes it like, oh, I got kids. Yeah. Oh crap, my kids are in school. Like, yeah. oh crap. But then after a while, I'm like, oh, wait a minute, this has been going on for quite some time. I've been like, I've been out. You've been, oh, a, wait. You've been a dad for a minute. Yeah. And then, like, oh, wait a minute. Like, this clock is ticking.
0: It is. <laughs> I actually had that realization this morning. Um, and, and, and people that don't have kids, this is just something I want to just say in general. You wake up often like, man, I'm a I'm a I'm a parent, like whether you're a dad or a mother, you're like, man, I, I can't believe yeah. that my I'm a parent. Like, I mean, I, I'm still lacking in so many areas and, I, and somebody I got to actually take care of somebody else. It's kind of crazy. Right. So um, to your point, T, it's like I, I think often about the same thing, like making sure I have enough investments and making sure I have enough of enough things to kind of insulate my family properly. Um, So that what is that one thing you have yet to do in life that by doing it? would make your life complete. I think it's just kind of getting to the sweet spot of success for me um, would be probably the one thing that I I would think of uh, is the one thing that I hope, you know, I could get. And I'm like, man, once I'm there, I feel better about life. I feel like I can move on with life in a way that would be very helpful for me. So um, that's one thing. And I I will say another little major key for anyone that's still listening, uh, you know, or is listening is that, man, I'm realizing the older I get less is really more. Because I used to think that it was about, oh, running at the top of my ability every single day, you got to crush it, crush it, crush it, and all these other things. And so I'm thinking I'm learning learning now to slow down more, to take more time to actually think every day. Like one thing that I'm really trying to be more disciplined about is taking time in the morning and set aside time and actually think about my day. And I was just talking to Terrence about that because I think a lot of times I'm just running around this earth like a chicken with his head cut off, cut off. And I don't think that's how people that that's where I'm trying to go, which I'm trying to aspire towards wealth and, and legacy. I think the people that are often doing those things, they're not, they're not running around with their chicken head, like a chicken with their head cut off. They are very measured and they understand what they're doing and they're they are very they understand what the goal is and they're going after it. And I think that's powerful. So uh, and and reading. Last thing I'll say is reading a lot more often than I am than I used to before. I mean everything is about reading right now for me.
1: That's what's up. Yeah, I don't have time to think when I wake up. Like, right, uh, but
0: a lot of the books speak about getting up earlier before you have to have to get up so that way you can like true. you would like you would go to the gym. You know, mentally yeah, 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 going yeah. to the gym type thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So so that uh, was just doing that more. You said what? Say it again.
1: I am doing that more. I'm getting up at like four thirty, five o'clock to go work out. More. To go work out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, T. I mean,
0: I remember one thing that you did do. Um, actually, you did it yesterday. It frustrated me because I was like, you know, Terrence, you are literally a six-year-old kid. Um, when it comes to to just life, um, and and I love that that about you. And what can you explain to the listeners what you did yesterday to your? Um, oh, that
1: was dope. So the whole uh, April Fool's. So I actually, I I play pranks on my staff i have done a lot of things. I'm 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 glad some of them are here right now. I put like fake cockroaches in in, in, in teachers' classrooms yeah. on the desk. You know, I've like like stolen things from items and hit them around a different room. I always play pranks on my staff, so they look forward to it. So this year, I was I was gonna prank my kids, my students, mm-hmm. and so the whole week I was like, yeah. So we haven't given lockers out in two years, right? Um, for school, um, just because of COVID. And I, honestly, it's just not, it's just actually no lockers is a huge headache. It's a huge like less of a headache. And yeah. so I told the kids, like, yeah, guys, on Friday, we're getting lockers because mm-hmm. you know, we're preparing for next year when, we, when there's, no, like, no real COVID sanctions and we're going back to full back to normal. And so we're getting lockers. And the kids were, like, excited. Students were, like, excited. I'm like, yeah, we're getting lockers. So pretty much what I had to do was I had to look, had to organize all the students by home. Took, I, took, I had time to do this. It took time. I had to print a homeroom list with all the homeroom teachers and all the homeroom kids alphabetical, alphabetical order. And then what I did is I went upstairs and looked at all the locker numbers and I assigned locker numbers to a homeroom. Mm -hmm. And so, and then what I did, I I created a fake combination for all the lockers. So all the homeroom teachers gave out lockers to all the students, all the students. And they were excited. I said, all right, you guys go out, go check your lockers, make sure it works. And they were just outside checking lockers and like, it's not working. Like like, Mr. Lindsey, Mr. Robinson, it's not working. Like it's not. What's something's going on like, I was like oh, well you know y'all, it's been two years you haven't like since, just try it again did you, did you turn to the right two, two, two times then turn back like it's not working so yeah. eventually they figured out like wait a minute is this a prank i was like no just keep trying it's not but but you're recording i absolutely right. am recording it is a prank <laughs> i got all of you all all That's of ridiculous. you all and it's, and i said and i'm definitely putting it on tiktok so it was yeah. so funny like it was hilarious
0: no, that's a that's a pretty terrible prank, and I think You're on so par mad. with you, with your prank is is this one here, T. Uh, I want you to check this prank oh, out. Really? I don't know if you saw it already.
2: No, I didn't. Yeah. No, nah, how you been? How you all right. tonight? I know it has been a minute. You been good? I'm okay, good. I'm good.
0: It's good to hear from you.
2: Yeah. Look, i want gonna just come straight to the chase, like, you know, like when you left my life, or I left your life, rather. You know, a lot of started going downhill for me and shit. and you know i just want to tell you that you meant a lot to me i never told you like this before and i was kind of immature you know it's been a couple of years since we've seen each other but you know i think i've grown into the man that i want to be and i don't see myself being with anybody else but you and i just want to tell you that i don't know if you're in a relationship or have something else going on or whatever the case may be but i just want to tell you thank you so much for what you did for me I miss you, and if you're not seeing anybody, I'd like to see you again on a more no. serious Cause I know I'm old, but I think I'm true, true to the man I want to be there. Wow, baby.
1: funny
0: it isn't funny but it's <laughs> i died he said april Fools." i couldn't be doing better without you
1: why would you <laughs> why would you do that like
0: i don't even know man that thing had me cracking up though that's really like <laughs> that's the next level of i don't give a f about you or your life or who you are as a person etc so good I,
1: question. I, what, it, what, it, have you ever played a prank with like like a like a joke T, I,
0: I don't have the ingenuity. Honestly, I'm not that guy. I don't. I'll be pranked on somebody's gonna prank me before I'll ever prank the next person. I I don't think about stuff like that. I don't. So
1: it's, it's funny because I remember so so I get my staff members and they got me back so bad last year that I didn't I didn't even want to prank anymore. I got like I, like oh, I, I wow. gave up with them. Like they got into my office and I was not at work that day. So one mm-hmm. of the others I mean, assistant principals gave them the key to my office. And they cut, they, somebody took a picture of me and distorted it and they printed out 400 copies and they taped them all across my classroom, I mean, off my office. I mean, oh. it was pictures, distorted pictures everywhere, windows, computers, chairs, doors, like the entire thing was like 400 pictures. Just Are taped.
0: you serious?
1: And they cut up, Um, they shredded colored paper into confetti. And they put the confetti <laughs> everywhere. Like when I say it's actually still in my desk drawer today, yeah. I can't get it out without a vacuum. <laughs> how it many? Was like
0: how many years ago was that?
1: This was last year. This is like <laughs> 2021, but like in the like yeah. during the school year. Yeah, 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 And I said this took you all like hours dedication, yeah. dedication. So I was like, yeah. you know what, white flag. I quit. I won't play no more. <laughs> like so, I won't break them. I just, I just, that y'all won. You y'all won. Like, also,
0: do y'all do work at work? Like, do y'all ever think y'all might want to actually? I don't know. It's do your jobs? It's April. It's interesting.
1: It's I April. Just, I, it's mo- I just, April.
0: I was just wondering. It's you April. know.
1: I was just okay. You're right. At you're this right. point, you're at this point, you're, you're you, you, you. We're babysitting. That's it. So I get it. <laughs> no, I'm I just, get it. I'm joking. So, so, it's not true. So
0: Lee Daniels finally apologizes to Monique. <laughs> no, Yo, She was my best friend my best friend y'all think that precious was just that wasn't that was that was god working through both of us
1: and we're gonna do it again
0: i love you i love you i love you i love you
2: staten island we love you
0: Time to all right you can so well. so Lee Daniels, he he apologizes to Monique uh, from the Precious Feud and uh, she will replace Octavia Spencer in Netflix thriller, Demon House. What are your thoughts on that, Terrence?
1: It is very mature. It is very mature. I appreciate the maturity. Um, I did not see that one coming. Monique was beating this dead horse for like a while, but I guess she was right. That's why he apologized. I'm not like, mm. you know, I'm not, that, that's, that's, and, and we need to, especially after the slap hurt around the world this week, we do need to see like, we need some love. We need to see some yeah. love from, from our leaders in the, in the arts community. Like, you know, so we needed to see some love. So I appreciate that. Um I still think she went a little bit too far and she don't know, like quite knows how, I think she was like, that. she went a little bit too far, but, yeah, I think in the long run, I think that I actually am happy that he was somebody like somebody has to somebody has to, like, you know, give in, you know, yeah. it can't keep going back and forth. At, at this point, you guys both look immature. So somebody no, has to give in. So I appreciate him giving in.
0: Um yeah. And I don't know if you noticed, but apparently there was a role that 57 was going to give to Monique Um, and he had kind of like put out there. He's like, you know, put this put her in this role and basically like cancel this whole idea that Monique is canceled. And he actually, 50 Cent actually said that uh, Lee Daniels and Oprah need to apologize to Monique because she's about to blow up. Like that was 50 Cent's big mm. like thing that he says, right? So he says that like a couple of, was like, that was not even maybe two weeks ago. He says that. And then basically this happens like not long after he says that, which, but the other funny part of this entire conversation is, didn't Monique ask us
1: to cancel Netflix and now she's she going to be appearing on a Netflix so, so what I'm realizing, and this relates with not relates. They don't pay. They some of these like breakout roles from people or whatever it is. Those if those artists don't get paid a lot from that. I I remember seeing this week, and I don't know how. I remember that movie American Pie? Yeah, and it was I like did. that movie was huge. Remember how it was like huge when it came out? Gigantic. And the, yes. and the main guy Stifler, right? Yeah. He got paid ten thousand dollars for that movie. Did he? Was, he got paid only ten thousand dollars for his role. In that wow. movie, and wow. everybody, and Stifler became. No one knows who his name is in real life. Everybody knows no. him as Stifler and that's Stifler's it. mom. That's it. Yeah. And yeah. he got paid ten thousand dollars. So some of these breakout roles from these 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 artists, I'm realizing they don't really get, they don't get any money from it. Like you know, meanwhile, yeah. everybody else, the studio is getting, like they getting paid, man. Yeah, like that's that's, that's, that's a big deal.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. But that's that's the game. I mean, I mean, yeah, the hope yeah. is that it puts you on the map. You know, you get this, you get this little I mean, when you're not a known artist or actor, uh, you get this little bit of money and you get to be able to show the world who you are. Now they know your name, and then maybe for the hopes of getting more bigger gigs. The other issue is that you could be um tight, I think it's called tight role casted or tight something casted. like that. Yeah. Tight casted. Yeah. Where yeah. now you can they only see you in that one and way, like roll.
1: Urkel,
0: like uh Urkel from uh Family Matters or whatever. Oh, wow. Like
1: and uh-huh. he never lived out of that
0: I don't think he never no like he could never live it down so it never again could he be rolled and another person that I actually think had the same issue is the same person that's now falling away from acting Bruce Willis family reveals he is retiring due to his cognitive abilities being impacted by brain damage so he's no that.
1: longer you saw that I saw this article I didn't I I saw the caption I didn't know it was brain damage
0: yeah apparently I, I, it was something linked to dementia actually I can something see better. that, yeah. Something linked to dimension, so it's just interesting that I mean, he I think he was also tight casted, if that's the right. Oh, uh, he was terminology.
1: action, action cool. like he's
0: only action, like yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And, which is why I think what Kevin Hart did was so smart by starting to like explore, explore, or build his brand out where he's like now trying to be a little bit more serious in his movies and stuff. So he could be able to get more serious roles, but I don't think he's even looking to be like accepted by Hollywood necessarily as he is like, I'm gonna let my own company facilitate my need yeah, to, yeah, to yeah. you know go deeper in this, you know. Yeah, I thought it's, you that.
1: it's interesting. No, 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 so that's yeah, good, that's interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's really crazy. So, um, as you guys know, we've been kind of talking about um, so dot 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 the church concerning sex, the church concerning marriage because the church concerning so many different things but today is actually about going to be about, a little bit about marriage and you know I think the, the beginning of this conversation and it's not going to be a long one because we we got to hop off a little early today but we do want to make sure we have some some kind of conversations around this topic because I do think there's a lot of misconceptions when it comes to the topic of the church and marriage man and I, I really want to I guess one of the biggest things that we've talked about especially last week Is the church talking about sex, the church talking about sex in general and how I think I made a point to how that that also negatively impacts how you go into marriage, because if you don't have good conversations, healthy conversations or any conversations uh, related around marriage, then how do you then go into a marriage? where you're supposed to freely give up this thing called sex on a weekly, daily, monthly, minute-by-minute basis. So, uh, like, I don't know if you have any thoughts about that particular conversation, T, but, like, that was where everything kind of launched from the conversation when it talks about sex and marriage in the church. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So, I mean, so, <clears throat> I think that, like, what immediately comes to my mind about the idea of marriage and whatever it is, is like, I even think about just, like, the Catholic church. Um, mm-hmm. And the reason why it comes up is because, you know, as a priest, you, you as a priest, you can't be married. You can't have sex. And I I, I would love to talk to someone who went to Catholic church. But I, if I'm correct, the ideology comes from that idea. Ideology is stemmed from like Paul. You mm-hmm. know, and Paul's talking about like, you know, for me, like God is God is enough. I wish you all could be like me, you know, where me pleasing God is just enough, you know, but if you yep. can't. You know, whatever it is, then they let each man have one wife. And I think what what I see from from a lot in the Catholic Church or whatever it is, is that they everybody is just out here. Just I'm not going to be married. God is enough. And it, for Paul, that was out. You could call it a gift or whatever it was, but whatever had transparent transpired in his life, his transformation. Mm-hmm. He was just so dependent on God yeah. and so leaning on God that every, nothing else mattered. Makes sense. That's yeah. not everybody. <laughs> so like yeah. I would have been you say that's like not even 99 of of, of of the population. And so I think that's one of the biggest right off the top right there I've seen in the church is the idea about marriage is that one thing is is the flip side is is that you know you you don't need marriage. you could just serve God and everything else is fine. right. And I think a lot of problems happen inside the Catholic Church because they're sitting here trying to live up to a standard that God himself didn't even give. Yeah. And that's, that's the issue. Like I didn't even give you that standard. I didn't tell you not to get married. I don't know what you get. What what are you doing? And so now they're, 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 you know, sleeping with this, this nun or sleeping with this person in secret and sleeping with this child in secret. Like whatever it is that they're going on is because of a, it's because something that is not, that's being taught by a church and not necessarily tied into the word of God. You know, and uh, and that's what I like. A lot of times, I think the church that they do things or they teach things that are about their their specific institution and not necessarily tied to specifically serving God.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I have a very um, I agree with a lot of things you said, and I was thinking I actually had a conversation with Jovita yesterday because uh, the kids are watching some Disney movie and um disney i don't know if you know and i'm going to do an actual whole podcast about this for my narrow podcast but Disney's is actually going even further in their exploration of teaching our children uh sexuality mm-hmm. and like what they should be experiencing and what they should be looking forward to as kids uh, as they're going to have they're going to basically have more roles that will be um like you know transgender roles and all these other things they will have more uh uh in the in the front, forefront uh roles like that and the reason I even wanted to go there was because of kind of what you were saying, because it made me think, like, whose job is it? Because I know we put a lot of weight on the church, and this topic obviously is about the church. But when it comes to the topic of sex, should my parents have been the ones to talk to me more about it? Or should that weight just justly be on the church to get – or should it be both? Is it, is it not an either or? Is it a combination, you think, of both the parents and the institution that say this is what the perspective of Christianity is supposed to come and flow from? Whose job is it, right, to have those initial conversations or even the
1: conversations in its totality? It's interesting because I, I don't I don't know whose job it is to have the initial conversation. Um, I think you would like to it would like to be the parents, but in twenty twenty two, that's just probably not. That's probably not possible. Um, <clears throat> I, I, I shared with you all before. I was watching. I think I, I don't have a share on the podcast, but I was. Um, I went to go see that Marvel movie, The Eternals. And the Eternals is the first movie with there's an openly gay character. Um, and there's an openly gay kiss scene or whatever it was in the movie, right? And I had n- nothing against like homosexuality. Like I-, I don't like make sense. Were you watching, even- hold on, before
0: you go on, were you watching it by yourself or with your kids? I went
1: to go see, I saw it in the movie theaters. And so by yourself
0: or with your kids. I was by myself.
1: Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And so I had already knew about I had already knew about it. I had already knew about like, you know, because I-, I just study movies. And so and this is a funny conversation. I actually will talk more about it. And that's the reason why I want to have the conversation because that actually wasn't even what bothered me the most. That the, the gay kiss between the guys is not even what bothered me the most. What I actually was, because this is a comic book movie, right? It's a comic book movie, it, it's, it's meant for teens, some kids. But the way the scope of this movie, it was very, like for the most part, kid friendly. Like I've mm-hmm. seen some other comic book movies, I'm like, wow, well, this might be for teenagers. But this one was mm-hmm. almost, but with the exception of, the homosexuality scene, but more importantly, the sex scene between the man and a woman in that movie, right? And so I mm. actually left that movie being bothered by that more than anything because it was okay. like overly overt kissing. There was an overly overt like sex scene, yet it wasn't nudity, but it was very clear. They're on the beach and they're having sex. And okay. I left the movie saying, why was this necessary to tell this story?
0: Mm.
1: <laughs> it, it absolutely, it was so funny. It absolutely did nothing to the story. I we knew the main guy was in love with this girl just from the dynamic of the of the story that was going on. So the yeah. the, the the overly like like tongue-down lip kissing was not even needed to tell the story. Right. And so what I realized, so of course, my son is really into Marvel because I am, and I wanted him to see this movie. So I said, okay, cool. When it came with Disney Plus, we'll skip it. Like I'll just let him watch the movie and then I'll skip this scene. And so something happened real quick where I got distracted and I paused it, and my son saw it. <laughs> And so he mm. just says, He's like, Oh, I know what that is. And I said, Oh, you know oh, what, yeah. what is exactly. I was like, You know what, <laughs> what is. He's like, I know what yeah. that is. Like, he's like, that, that's called being gay. And I okay. said, Oh, then he might you, my son is eight. And so yeah. I'm like, pause the whole movie. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah, so yeah. have a that's that's unpacking. This conversation. And yeah. we unpack this conversation. He's like, Yeah, he's like, you know, like he he had his, his thoughts and his opinion now, as as the for me in my house, I kind of affirmed. I'm like, I'm glad he's thinking like that. Yes. Right. Whatever it was makes sense. Yeah. But the point is, it was interesting that I didn't even have a chance yeah. to unpack that for him because mm-hmm. some of his friends talked about it at school, so I, which means I don't know what they're learning or whatever right. it is. Um
0: The overexposure of other yeah. people around your kids. You know, definitely does affect your kids, right? So like when you when your other people are overexposed in their households and they bring that overexposure to their daycare or to the you know like to the school systems or what have you, then yeah. you're having to combat those things on an early level. And it, it kind of frustrates me because as we grew up, you know, we were able we had permission slips signed for conversations as, as they should have been done, right? Like they were like, we're not gonna have this conversation without the uh, authority. Or without the parent signing off on this idea of having this conversation in this environment. Now, those days are gone. And that's kind of the conversation I was having with Javita yesterday. I was like, those days are gone. They they no longer feel like they need to have a conversation with the parent. As a matter of fact, if our children disagree with what we think, the system, from what I'm seeing, the system being the the school system,
1: undergirds the child more than the parent. Yes. And it and it, it's it, it, it's getting to a point honestly where it's really about the area that you live in, and what's okay. so funny is and I'm being very clear, that's one of the areas like like I, I, one of the areas as far as sexuality and sex that I tend to lean more Republican, more conservative okay. in that area, and, and and that's just being like just just being blatantly honest. Yeah. It tends to be you know um, um, you know etc. Um, I see what Tisa's is saying. I saw what Brandy is saying depending on the topic like even you know as me being a school administrator we do have to get permission slips so okay. like like this year did we, we last week did we, we were doing a, a discussion on consent um like like what what does consent mean in health for eighth graders so that like guys can know about sexual harassment we had to get permission slips if they're going on like i remember in health learning about health if we were talking about sex we had to get permission signed by a parent it's the same thing they have to the get permission slips signed but the other the, the problem is they're catching it from their peers because peers are so exposed because of a cell phone. And and we didn't have that growing up. And that's what I want parents, a lot of parents to be aware of. Whenever I have to call a parent about an issue that deals with sexual thing, oh, not my child, not my child. And I'm like, yes, your child, (laughs) like your child. I'm so sorry. You might've thought that, but your child is exposed to this. So if you're not having, and I've had to have a conversation with them, like not even like giving feedback, like, if you're not having these conversations with your child right now, you might start. I do this for a living. You see your child at home. I see these kids at school all day long. Yeah. You don't know what their parents are teaching them. You don't know what their parents... Not even teaching. You don't know what the other parents have allowed them to have exposure to. And you don't. And so... Here's,
0: this, here's my question, T. How early are we... I mean, I see what you guys are saying. Thank you guys for your feedback. I, I, I'm i wondering for, uh, how old early do you have those conversations with your... You say, you say I see the child... Eight hours a day, nine hours a day, you don't see your child but about three or four hours a day once they get home from school. Well, at what point do you say this is the proper uh way to go about having this conversation? Not even this is the proper way about, but like this is when you should start talking to your children about sex. Because we all know those school. things are they're ro- they're rolling the the day age bracket is rolling back every year.
1: Definitely back. So I would what, say definitely middle school. I would say I, I would say by the time your child, honestly, at this, if you if you have engrossed your child into public school, that's the end of the story. That's the end of the case. That's little at, at at the point which you put
0: them in the, in, the, in public school, if, they if are. They are if if, if
1: they are in public school, I would say by the time they get to the fifth, sixth grade, you if you don't have the conversation, somebody else is. So that's that's just a, a parental cost of judgment call. Makes it. I remember very vividly having sixth graders, and. There was a young man, and I got—I got to tell this story. There was a young man. This is—it's a great story, because of, of the conversation we're having. There was a young man who. He uh, he was cut. He was leaving class early. Couldn't figure out why he was leaving class. Could not figure out why he was leaving class early. And I kept getting like my, his mom was calling me. His teacher wrote him up, gave him a referral for cutting class. I'm like, but well, where is he going? So it mm-hmm. kept going on for weeks. So finally, I looked up. I I looked on the cameras and watched him. And I can't make this up. I'm watching him sneak out of his class, watching him go on camera, and watching him sneak towards the bathroom. And he's looking for cameras. Mm. Right? And then I see him go like this to somebody else. He's sneaking into the bathroom. I'm like, oh, this this dude gotta he, he's waving a girl into the bathroom. Okay, he's sixth grade. I'm like, oh, okay, like it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It was a boy. It was wow. a boy. He was he waving, was waving boy. a boy into the back bathroom, and the boy was a was a purse sixth grade boy who was out. Everyone knew he was gay. He was very flamboyant. He was very like it was out there. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. And so when I'm, so the thing is, I have to now call this parents this ch- this child's parent. Mm. Mm-hmm. You need to have a you need to come to the school. Yeah. I don't want to say this over the phone. We need to have a conversation, right? And so. It's not even a part. He's sixth grade, like whatever it was. Do I think the child's gay? I don't even think that. What I realized is, and my mind evolved at that moment, is he has hormones. And his mom was this really old school, devout Christian woman, blah, 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 blah. We don't talk about this. We yeah. don't talk about this.
0: We don't talk and about Bruno.
1: We don't talk about, yeah, we don't talk about <laughs> Bruno, right? And so because we don't talk about it, yeah, you're not experiencing it and so, for, so <laughs> right? but you but you sent yeah. him to school.
0: Right, right, right. And
1: right. and he's going to pick up. Yeah. Whatever energy is is, is there first.
2: Yeah. And yeah. that
1: other boy had time for all his his energy. Yeah. And so that was a very difficult conversation and I'm like I imagine having that in high school but I'm having it with 11-year-olds.
0: Well some you people know, here so are already are saying fourth uh kindergarten, I see third grade in terms of how early to have those conversations. Um, Kalita said it's younger than that. I had to send kids to the social worker in kindergarten for fooling around the stall. Now they didn't know what they were doing, but I mean, yeah, so... Um,
1: I did that, though.
0: Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. I did wait, that. You did what, T?
1: I don't know what I I, I... I was... I'm going flashing back in my... young. I, I, <laughs> What's
0: happening right now?
1: I'm just I trying to I am so say, confused. What did you just, do, I, I, I have been in first grade. I don't know what grade it was. Second grade, third uh-huh. grade. Uh-huh. And was with a third grade girl. Don't know what I'm doing. Just... Just like oh, come in the bathroom, and mind you, did not know anything that I was doing. Were you I'm like, doing
0: anything? I was doing
1: nothing. Look, look, I'm laughing because I'm like, I actually now that I'm an older, I did absolutely nothing. Like,
0: yo, yo Terrence in
1: the stall, tickling people. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm in a stall, like rubbing kneecaps. Like, ooh, like,
0: this is exactly how it's supposed to feel. Don't know
1: what I'm doing. Like, makes sense. <laughs> don't know what I'm doing. So I, I don't think that, that I think that that's, might be more normal than we than we think because. Maybe I saw something on TV. I'm just saying, with uh, we know in our generation, we had to I had to see it on TV. I had to go dig. We talked about it before. Yeah. This joint, if you give your child a phone, I'm just letting you know right now. Once you give your child a smartphone.
0: open the door. Or an iPad. Or an iPad. iPad.
1: You put all the blocks you want, all the blocks that you want. It's almost watching, it's almost like better to give it to them when they're younger, but at a certain point, take it away. Because at a certain point, once they start going to seeing things and start like I've caught TJ, my son, Googling people. Girls and boys kissing, YouTubing it, yeah, yeah. So it's just like,
0: yeah. I, I So the issue that I have, I'm so conflicted, and I love this conversation. We we didn't even plan to go here at all, but um, I'm so conflicted because what, what what Javita and I kind of got into it about was this idea that you know should we bring Disney here? Disney exposes these uh these as as norms. And then we confront those norms as a household or should we just address the, the, the norms outside of bringing Disney here, you know? And so it's this thing of like you were saying about that one parent, like I, I have, I I know how my dad is and I know how legalistic it comes across Mm -hmm. where my dad has influenced me a lot where it's like, no, don't do that. Stop that. That's not right. And and we don't do that here, but we don't, I don't want to live a life where we just say strict commands without the understanding yeah. or, the, or the, the like layered depth that is required of these conversations, right? That says, no, this is why we don't. This is why as a family culturally or and, and, or as a family, we don't go here and don't do these things. And we live within these margins because of what we believe as Christians. This is what we do, right? So like, I want to be able to engage culture with my family and have those conversations, but I don't want culture to bring it to my doorstep. And then I have to say now what now that my daughter has seen X Y and Z because nothing even bad that bad happened. I watched she watched that um, panda movie with that red something red panda movie. It just came out. It's it's something about red the big red dog. I don't know if it's big red dog, but it's something something just came out on Disney about something red. I f- read this or something. I forget what it's called. The bottom line is that the the the, the child on the joint says my panda my choice right in in, in, in turning red. Thank you, Javina. Uh, turning red. And the, the child on the Jones says, uh, my panda, my choice. And I said, You I look, my ears perked up. I said, No, that little panda did not say my panda, my choice, like, like uh, you know, basically my body, my choice, right? Oh, is that what he was referring to? Yeah, that's what the reference was, right? So, and it was kind of like it wasn't even a big deal, but there was this kind of conflict between mom and daughter that happened throughout this movie. And I guess the mo- mom was overprotective. I didn't see the whole movie, so now you know, I, don't don't even judge me. I don't care, I want to hear it. I'm just kind of giving you a little bit of context to say there was a little bit of banter back and forth. And it was almost as if what I didn't like about it was that it was almost as if this child is this movie is teaching my child how to be rebellious to my wife. Basically, it is planting Mm. those little seeds inadvertently, which I didn't Mm. like. So I'm like, I already got to tell my daughter, like, no, you know, what I'm saying I already got to tell her you don't talk to me like that. You don't you don't play with me like that. I'm not your friend. I'll knock you into the next room. I'm not that guy. Mm-hmm. I gotta tell her that already. So what I don't want is to have to put little see the seeds that we're planting through movies, and then have to uproot those daggone same same seeds because we gave them the movie
1: through yeah. Disney. <laughs> right. Well, Disney said fifty. What did say? Fifty percent. Fifty percent of all characters will be. Yeah, it was fifty percent. Fifty percent of them, correct. And then I, I, it was another one. Um, I can't think of the the state or the city, but they were having a, like a local government meeting. Yeah. Where, they, where, they, where they were thinking about removing the guy was calling for the, to remove genders. Yes. From we need to remove all genders from society. Like so of- that
0: was that guy's name is Mike something. I forget his last name. And he apparently he's like he has a YouTube channel. I think it's Mike Dice, I believe. But he has a mm-hmm. YouTube channel where he he does those things. He kind of trolls those spaces and says that we should remove gender since mm-hmm. that's just going to be the new world order anyway. So he mm-hmm. kind of trolls those spaces. Um, what I will say is that he if you go to his, his page he kind of i there are things that he says that i agree with there are things that i say i was like wow because he was going in on black people a lot on his page and i was like okay so i don't agree with a lot of how you talking about black people because i'm about to <laughs> you, I'm about to you. <laughs> but my fist if, is
1: bald my fist yeah, is bald I, I
0: had the angry you know arthur fist as i'm watching the joke but i was also you know agreeing with some of the things he was saying because if you don't know this and which i, I had to do more research about it but facebook uh, has gone from saying no, you know, two, not just two genders to fifty-eight genders. So, so in this world, like again, we keep ha- we have to kind of have these conversations and these meaning of the mind, especially on these platforms, to say you don't got to be a bigot to say I disagree, and you don't have to say like, man, I, I, I this is this is not this is going to get confusing for our children as they get older, where we used to just know it was male and female,
1: fifty-eight genders. Uh, and, but see, I th- I think the com to me, I think the combo is bigger than that. I I saw one of the best responses, and like I said, I'm very careful with my words because I because of where I work and what I do for a living. I get it, I get it. But I saw this. Um, what is the black guy from the that used to do the Daily Show? Now he has his own show. Oh, uh, for, Trevor I'm Noah. Sorry, Trevor Noah, and they were asking him about the idea of. Um, they were act. I, I want to find this. We can talk about it next week. because It would be a great clip. They were asking him about his opinion about. Um, His opinion on same sex or or genders, whatever it was, it was, was in his opinion. And that question, if you are a celebrity, that question is a, is a death trap.
0: Yeah. Because if you
1: give your opinion. Yeah. I saw that clip. Go ahead. Yeah. And it was dope because he answered it, but not answered it. Yeah, It was, it was like, it was like great. And he was just saying like, how do I know where to stand on this? Yeah. Because if I stand here, 50% of people agree on me. Mm-hmm. Country's divided. Mm-hmm. If I stand here, the other 50% don't agree with me. Yep. So no matter where I fall, how I answer this question, they're gonna be half of people who, who don't agree with me. Mm-hmm. So what we need to talk about is is it okay for us to have difference of opinion?
0: That's it.
1: That's the only issue I have. It's not even it's not like makes it, and you were kind of saying it's not even about I, I, I always felt w- w- no matter where I stand on homosexuality, no matter where I stand on, on same sex, no matter where I stand on gender, whatever it is you don't have a right to tell me that your way is the only right way and my way is the wrong way. And I got to conform to your way. Yeah, That's the only thing I don't like. And I think what happens is the reason why I'm mad about the Disney thing is because I I get it. I, I get it. I get it. But children are very impressionable.
0: 100%.
1: And that's the issue. So I feel like I saw teachers comment earlier about, you know, it's so funny because because I I see my students and some of them a lot of my students are very woke when it comes to the topic of sex depending on what's happened in their exposure whatever it is mm-hmm. but then it, there's this pocket of my children who are just not they flat out are not mm-hmm. and they go to school every day they don't they don't intertwine with the kids who talk about it a lot they like make sense they they remove themselves from conversations about it like I see them like yeah because of how they are being raised and structured mm-hmm. this is not okay. Maybe like and i and and i'm not judging you all for talking about it but i don't want no part of the conversation mm. it makes sense. like i'm not ready to talk about that yet whatever it is mm. and so i just see this warren with kids right whatever it is and mm-hmm. so what i'm realizing is there's still kids who just realize i'm still a child i don't want to, this is not i'm not in this yeah and so what i'm realizing is it's just it is the way that they're being raised and being structured and so it goes back to your question um I think it is the parents' responsibilities to navigate those conversations. I think it's how you're being raised. But once you send them out, hopefully you've done a great job, right, where my child is going to make the best decision. Once they're out there, I mean, by what they say, what they do, Mm -hmm. you got to, like, you got to, like... No, it is
0: what it is. Once they're out there, it is 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 what it is, yeah. No question about that. And I think you're right 100%. Once they're out there, it is what it is. I think what I'm struggling with is bringing that stuff into the house to say that's when we... And then deal with it as I'm bringing... I'm not going to be the one to bring the stuff home and then have to unpack what they done talked about and expose my child to, you know, like... And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm conflicted there because I'm like, I want to talk about it. But what part of bringing it, bringing this to them and saying, come here... Does not allude to the idea of like I align with these values to certain degree. Mm-hmm. Unless, unless mm-hmm. I speak against those values, then I definitely align with those values. And then who, who 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 sits there and watches Disney Plus and then takes them kids to Disney? Like like if I'm gonna tell my kids, hey man, we don't believe this, we don't believe that, we don't believe this, we don't believe that, and on, on Disney Plus, then hop on a plane, go to Disney World. I'm like, Wee!
1: we we go out riding rides, <laughs> you know, living the life of Disney. That's the next. That's you, you know. That's the next thing if 50% of their characters are going to be non-conforming to any gender yeah then you're going to walk around Disney World and you're going to see those same characters
0: it's a very that's going difficult. to be the expectation and that's and, and that's and see the world that's becoming so this is to me the issue with the church where I have issue with the church is we were supposed to stand against we were and we've been off our job for so many years Mm-hmm. We were called to stand against the wiles of the devil. That's what we both know. You and I both know. We were caused. That was our cause. That was our purpose. That's why we're here in the earth to preserve the earth, to say, yo, it's our job to stand against. And we just got off our job for not just one year, not just two years, multiple years. Because all of what we're seeing from Disney in a, in a macro way, the microcosm is when we engage our community with Christianity. But when we don't mm-hmm. engage our, our community with Christianity, the Mac the micro becomes the macro and now everybody's like oh well we're gonna we're gonna ram this down your throat too pause and at the, at the other side of this conversation is if this is uh plausible or if this is is cool and this is what this is what kills me about the church people man y'all don't see what's coming if this is cool if you if this is cool what's coming? You know what I'm saying? And so you got to start to have those things like, OK, if you know, it was one point where c- certain things weren't cool. I'm not going to name the things. They weren't cool. They weren't popular culture. They weren't where we were going at not what we were doing. And then at some point, the, the trajectory of things changed and now everything's OK. So for the people that are struggling within, like you said, the Catholic Church of, of pedophilia, how does that not become the next thing, y'all? Like that's what we don't talk about. Like it's yeah. gotta become the next thing in a world full of equity, and we're saying we we had to have equity. Then they're gonna then they're gonna rise up just like them Trump supporters did, and they were like, yeah, rah rah for uh, racial issues and conflict, and and where they, well, they came out of nowhere from the ground up, right? The same is gonna be true, and or like clearly saying, or it's already true for pedophilia, and and and, and so. We have to see that there's no if, until we stand against, and st- like until we start thinking about standing against, and then stand against. This is going to be the repercussions of these lack of conversations. So,
1: and I and I see, I see Brandy's conversation, Brandy's said that that that, that uh, Disney already overdoes it, and I, and it's, and, it's, and a lot of it is just. I feel bad because I'm wondering, like I I, I wonder when it comes a, a a company thing when it comes to corporate with a corporate world. You can't afford not to embrace it, and that's the sad part is because your money is tied to it, yep. and because money is more important to a lot of institutions. Watch this, including the church, mm. right? I gotta accept certain certain things in my church because they pay my offering, <laughs> right? Like they, like they like, they, like at, at, at some capacity, I'm not gonna be able to keep my doors open if I don't embrace all these, like if I don't embrace everything, even if it is contrary to what I believe as a. Like I don't know what like what the, the, the I mean the, the powers of Disney but like it Disney actually believe or feel whatever it is yeah right right but I, I like I said again my issue with that in eternal movie I have to reiterate it yeah. was the overexposure of sex as a whole
2: mm-hmm. and I'm,
1: I'm like and I, for this children's movie that I thought it, why is this needed yeah we we didn't watch all we didn't watch all Iron Man Captain America yeah all it's these been, like movies it
0: time without all that
1: it, it was and billions of dollars without yeah. you like selling sex yeah so disney why are you selling sex to me now like (laughs) i don't understand like so it's just it's just interesting
0: that's a okay let me let's wrap on this point that was a very 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 valid point t what you just said and i so appreciate that point the scripture that comes to mind is that you cannot serve both god and money and that is what i'm like never before never before than you just said it today I've, i've heard that scripture hundreds of times before but in this conversation of capitalism, Disney, churches, we got to. I don't want to say this, and I got to say that, and I can't say this because I got to make sure our offering place stays full so we can keep our church doors open, so we can be able to have a bigger buildings and do more reach. You're thinking you're doing the right thing for the wrong reason, but doing the right thing is, is so conflicting. But I, I dare us to say, let's blow up the system because I think the Christianity way through biblical teaching is still probably the. Uh, Only one way that we can do this thing correctly.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And we have to go back to square one. So that's why this conversation is so important. So thank you, T, for that lasting uh, point because that capitalism piece is huge. Listen, guys, we did not think we were going to go here. We started talking about marriage, and then we ended up talking about children, kids, being misled through TV and how that informs culture and how that informs parenting and how we are better parents because we got to get in our scripture, get in our word, and learn how to be better believers when it comes to that. So... This conversation went fully left, obviously. But it was good. It's a good but conversation. It was a great conversation. I think we need to go
1: back to it, too. I think I, was- I,
0: I couldn't agree more. I think literally I'm conflicted here anyway, so I, I won't yeah. be able to leave this space anyway. Like Literally, after I hop off of this uh, live, we've got to figure out how to engage with our children about these conversations ahead of Disney, ahead of YouTube, ahead of everyone else trying to tell my child, your children, our children, what to think. So thank you guys so much for listening to Related to Real Podcast, where we discuss real raw and relatable topics. M- Dr. Mike could not be with us today because he was celebrating his wife, Renee, whose birthday was this weekend. Yay, right? So we're Yay. super excited for her. And we just super. wanted to make sure. Yeah, we, know we want to make sure we shouted her out today. And so, you know, Mike's hanging out with her, showering her with love, and doing all that good stuff. Um, but we love that you guys engage with us every week, Saturday at 11 a.m. Keep following us, keep, um, you know, sharing our content, and keep telling people to check us out, man. Saturday at 11 a.m., we are always here. Thank you so much for listening to Running to a podcast. My name is John. And
1: I uh, actually, I'm going to call Mike when again because, John, we didn't even get an invite to interview. We didn't invite it, Did invited. No. But you didn't get invited. I didn't get invited. No, he invited me. Oh, he didn't, oh, I'm lying. He didn't invite me.